Hello everyone. Welcome to today's session. Myself, Radhika Nathani, from corporate communication team at IFA Global, would like to thank you all for being here on this platform. The topic for today's webinar is World-Class Treasury Practices to Navigate Current Challenging Times, part one of the two. Now, it gives me immense pleasure to introduce our today's speaker, Mr. Abhishek Goenka, founder and CEO at IFA Global. Under his leadership, IFA team has catered to over 1,000 clients and has managed the FS cumulative of over 20 billion USD. Mr. Goenka is well known for his views on various business channels and dailies like CNBC, ET Now, Economist, Money Control, and a chairman of well-known treasury forum known as Treasury Elite. So, without any further delay, let's begin the session. I would like to invite Mr. Goenka. Hi, everyone. Uh, how are you doing today? Uh, I'm sure markets have been very, very volatile uh, since yesterday night and today. I think it's, it's, it's great seeing this kind of volatility. And probably uh, it's often said that there are two kinds of forecasters in the market. One is who don't know what's going to happen. And the other is probably who do not know that they know. And probably that's going to be the topic for today's discussion. And uh, that uh, how are we going to approach markets risk management? And how do we deal risk reward ratios and uh, risk management? And of course, work on probabilities. So I'm just sharing the presentation for today. Okay. I hope you all can see the presentation. Just type yes, 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 so I can know that you have seen the you are seeing the presentation. Superb, superb. Right, right. So today we're going to have a very, very interesting uh, uh, topic, which Radhika has obviously told you about the world class practices in the risk management. So we are just not going to discuss about the dollar rupee view. Of course, we'll take that in the last. But today I'm going to show you some very, very interesting world-class practices, what companies do. And we in India, a lot of large companies also adopt these practices. So it's high time because of this kind of uncertainty and volatility, mid-size and large companies should start looking at risk management in this way. And I promise you in the end of one hour, your perspective about risk management and foreign exchange will completely change by a few interesting uh, points that we're going to share today. So it's going to be more of a role play today. One second. Great. So, uh, Let's make this entire presentation extremely uh, uh, interesting. Let's have a lot of participation from your side also. And uh, we're going to do a role play today. So we have Mr. Rakesh Gupta, who's a very, very uh, strong, budding and aspirational entrepreneur like a lot of you people who are listening today. And we have 
a very promising cfo mr anil desai who is working with mr rakesh gupta he spent some quality time in the us and london and all you people who are listening to us here today more than 130 i think who are tuned up thank you so much are his friends so you are going to help mr rakesh gupta and mr anil desai uh give some perspectives about foreign exchange risk management and time and again we will have some polls please help them with the polls so that they can take right risk management uh practice people who have logged in from the mobile can zoom in a little bit and people who are uh, in the desktop and the laptops they can i think uh, see it perfectly fine just say yes if you can hear me completely great great so mr gupta runs a software company for the last 15 years he has developed a great company and he's always thinking about how can he improve the company its practices and move forward and mr desai as i said is helping with him he has got a very good operating margin approximately 20% and he also has one company which uh, along with his cousin imports stuff from china and he sells in the local market now mr gupta when he was going in a flight to the us he was running these kind of thoughts in his mind you know it regards to his fx policy regards to his volatility in the market because cases were coming in the us and suddenly his thoughts became coming uh, becoming like this and i also want to know from you you are mr gupta's friends over here what is your number one challenge when it comes to the fx risk management like mr gupta is having so amit would you like to take a poll so we're going to do one poll from you and we can come to know that what is your main concern when it comes to your foreign exchange risk management super i hope everybody can see the poll i would request you to kindly participate so that we make this next one hour extremely interesting can you see the poll super excellent i can already see the audience is very very active super we have got 27 out of 124 excellent everybody is polling i see that most of these queries everybody is having and this is what we going to cover in the next one hour and it's going to be an extremely interesting session just stay tuned super 67 out of 125 polls i think it's a lovely audience everybody is looking forward to see this uh, particular subject i guess it's very very relevant in the current covid times super excellent 85 out of 126 yep just take another 15 seconds broadly it's very surprising that all the five questions have broadly got a 20% weightage that means all the topics that we're going to discuss today is going to be so relevant to your business right we have 91 people who have polled out of 129 my dear friends please participate so that we can have not a monologue session but a two way session from all of you 
Super. Super. Okay, I am ending the poll. I am sharing the results. So broadly, we can see almost everybody has twenty twenty five percent. People are having the similar kind of problem. So, so we're going to. This is going to be the subject today, going forward. So I'll continue for the. Excellent. So when Mr. Gupta was returning back from the U.S., uh, along with him was Mr. was an ex-RBI governor, and he was reading a book, and Mr. Gupta had just a glance on the book, and he started looking at the book, and the book was talking about foreign exchange and bond markets risk management. Of course, Mr. Gupta, an ex-alumni of Harvard and an engineer from IIT Kharagpur, was getting very, very keen to just have a glance in the book, and the book had this particular page on it. And then the ex-RBI governor and Mr. Gupta were having a very good conversation in the 24-hour flight from the U.S. And the governor was telling him that what are the best practices of risk management that companies have been following in India and the U.S. and he became extremely inquisitive to know more about it so the one final takeaway that the governor gave him was you need to follow a proper risk management strategy once you are looking at foreign exchange or interest rates in your book so he went he was very excited and he went to office and he called his cfo mr anil desai and mr anil desai was also a very prospective and forward looking person and he said please get my balance sheet and i would like to know that where are my foreign exchange risks in my balance sheet so mr desai quickly got the balance sheet with the help of the other treasurers in the uh, company and they they started identifying the kind of risk that is there in the balance sheet so of course they saw that they have risk in terms of rupee floating rate interest rates dollar interest rate risk in terms of libor he they start seeing that they have short term payables in form of imports or they had working capital mismatch between their investments were for long term and their liabilities were short term nowadays we are seeing this a lot in nbfc companies like ilfs dfhl and all payables of course imports were having foreign exchange risk we had receivables and inventories inventories had huge commodity risk so mr gupta was extremely excited at the same time concerned about all this risk because he was getting some symptoms of the increasing covid in various developed markets he also asked about the income statement and in the income statement he also saw that his revenue which is the exports and his cost of goods sold gets really impacted with the huge movement of the foreign exchange risk and also the raw material and the interest rate so broadly understood that export import interest rate commodity risk are various risk which he runs so going forward mr gupta also saw that the book that he was reading saw like you like you all polled that these are the various challenges market volatility went to hedge strategy for something which is a big concern across global companies in america and since we learn from developed markets i think this is something which with india people are having a huge concern 
so since he is having a background of quants he thought okay let's have a quantitative approach because people are moving towards it i mean globally people are slowly moving towards quants but today we are not going to discuss quants we are going to discuss about basic common sense because understanding quants is not important but if with common sense we are going to foreign manage our foreign exchange risk i think it's going to be a win win situation and that's the purpose today so the next is measuring your risk appetite now mr gupta is a great networker he has various set of friends like you all of you people who are listening today he likes to discuss brainstorm here everyone and then do what his common sense is he does a get together uh, with his cii friends a lot of these people are export imports like all of you people and then he does a poll again he asked them that what are your main processes of benchmarking your export and import so my dear friends we going to have another poll and hear about what is your benchmarking process on what basis you do your foreign exchange benchmarking quickly amit can you put the poll please super i'd love to have your participation once again it will be a great knowledge sharing session for everyone if all of you people poll and we're going to learn that how you people benchmark your foreign exchange costing and then i'm going to tell you what people have and what kind of process they follow super i think it's an excellent audience and i really love the people they are active and they are polling we got 60 out of 141 very nice we have 146 participants it's amazing you all able to see the poll just type yes 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 so that we know that everybody is on if there is any problem my team can help you all these people have been working very hard to make sure it's a quality presentation and you are able to gather something out of it super we got more than 145 people now and we got 100 polls excellent excellent wait for another 10 seconds and then we can discuss Forty percent of the people feel that Spot Plus Premium is something that they take as a uh, benchmark. In fact, even I see that a lot of people have cost plus profit in USD. Okay, I'm in the polling. Okay, I hope you can see the results. Say yes, so I know. Say yes, yes, yes. So I know you can see the results. Super. Thanks, Dharmendra. Thanks, Prashant. Thanks, Akash. Thanks, Siddharth. Okay. So we see that Spot Plus Premium is something that is a common use benchmark, and we know that because when we talk to our clients across the country, we commonly see that Spot Plus benchmarking is a huge. hugely commonly accepted tool for benchmarking and also cost plus profit in us dollar their cost of production yes rajiv thank you 
Okay, then we are continuing. So we basically saw that these were the common ways, like I said, in terms of how people are using their benchmarks. And as you said, that cost plus profit is something that you are using up along with that 40% of the people felt that spot plus premium is something which that people are using. So this is a very interesting uh, 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 point which you need to take back home. So let's assume this is a company whose cost of goods sold is 100 rupees, 75 rupees is a spot rate, 3 rupees is a premium that you get for one year. Your INR cost of funding, let's assume, is 6%. You need to make sure that you at least get 106 to make normal profit. Now there are, let's take there are three kinds of companies over here. One is a company which is dealing in something which is like a commodity. I mean, he is very, very aggressive in terms of his cost. His buyers ask him every single uh, uh, margin he has to pass to the buyer. So he would typically price it at 78 rupees. He will pass all the premium that is possible and quote very, very less. He has no room to play around in terms of his cost. Whereas say, a company who's dealing in a branded Basmati rice, for example, he has a lot of room. He is not passing the premium. He is calculating at a lower cost and then he has a lot of option to play around. He can partly take options. He can keep his positions open. But the company who has a very tight cost, when he's costing at 1.36, he has no room to play. He has to do a back-to-back -back hedging or one or two days he can hold on. Whereas this company who has a huge profitability, he can take long-term options. He can play around. So he has a very high-risk appetite. Not all companies will have a high-risk appetite, but some companies might have. And for those kind of companies, there are different strategies that we are going to cover. Similarly, for an importer, an importer who is importing something from China, say, just because he was starting to, you know, uh, at the starting of COVID, say he was importing masks. At that time, he had huge margins. And then he was having a huge appetite because he was taking into account the premium plus his profits and then selling in the market. But slowly and steadily, in one, one and a half months, lots of people got into the business and it became a commodity trade. Then he is not able to protect his basic margin also. In fact, he has no room to even add the entire cost and sell in the market. He ends up doing some options or trying to make money in the foreign exchange market, but it becomes very risky for him. A lot of these traders who are in the business of edible oil, imports or say imports which are having very low thin margin are falling in the low profitability category. I hope this is clear. Say yes, because it's important to know. Super. So we had seen both the kind of risk appetite. One is very high risk, moderate risk and low risk. And most of you people come in this particular category. Now, the next part is that you know your risk appetite because your cost is defined, you know the rates in the market, but are everyone having the same risk tolerance? You might be making 20% of the profit, 
like we saw in the IT industry. But then there could be three different type of promoters with three different cultures. And for example, Mr. Gupta, he is a man who has a high risk appetite. He falls in this particular box. He is saying, okay, I make a huge profit. I am ready to lose 6% of my ABIT. So that's approximately 90 crores out of his 1500 crores top line. But then some other person would be something that he said, I am going to play safe. I don't want to take so much of risk. Similarly, over here, somebody in agri commodity business who has 6-7% of only profitability and he is ready to take a huge risk because that's the culture which he belongs to. At the same time, the other agricultural commodity person could be a person who says, no, 6% is my only profit. I am okay to risk 2%. I don't to risk 2%. That's my worst case. That's my stop loss. So there are different kind of people with having different risk appetite. So it's very important that this culture, since it comes from the top, the entire core senior management should clearly understand that. And on the basis of that, your foreign exchange strategy should be prepared. So we'll do another poll and understand what is your risk appetite. My dear friends, what I want you to write is, what is your benchmark? What is your risk appetite in a piece of paper? Or scribble it on your laptop so that this is the good world-class process that people follow. And it will refresh your mind once you write it down. Like what was your benchmarking process? What was your risk appetite? What was your tolerance? So that once you take a decision, you know, you will be very, very well placed to take a decision. The next time when you tell your CFO or you yourself is a CFO, ask this question to your promoter. How much is your risk appetite? How much is his risk tolerance? So that next time when you have to take a decision, you can take it in a most scientific manner. And that's the way the large companies take. So Amit, can you put a poll again so that we can know what Mr. Rakesh Gupta's friends risk appetite and risk tolerances. So please mention which column is your risk tolerance. I hope everybody can see all the tolerance say yes, yes, yes. We have 163 people now. Excellent. I love the audience today. I mean, they're so active. I mean, it's it's really fun to uh, do these sessions with you. Last time even I did, uh, there was almost 400 people online and everybody was so active. I mean, I love the audience who come and they actively participate so that everybody gets a real market idea. I mean, it's beautiful with your, with your knowledge and with the activeness. I think you are helping all the 163 people today who are online. I mean, it's, 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 it's amazing. I mean, it, it, it calls for a big round of applause for everyone. It's amazing. It's amazing. We have 35 people. Super. Once big round of applause for everyone. I think we can just show a clap or just write clap, clap, clap so that everybody it's, it deserves, everybody deserves that, I guess. It's, it's amazing. It's amazing. So we have 160 people now and 91 people have answered. My dear friends, please uh, share your thoughts, which quadrant you are falling in, in terms of your risk 
appetite versus your risk tolerance it's very very important i mean you just can't take a call in the market you have to know what's your risk appetite and risk tolerance in in stock markets when you want to trade you put your stop loss you need to know what your risk tolerance and risk appetite is super thanks rohit thanks rohit so got 96 we'll do another 10 seconds last superb go to end this poll i'll sharing the results with you i hope everybody can see the results so 26% of the people were falling in the quadrant on the box moderate appetite and tolerance moderate so we are not gamblers here we all want to take risk we want return but then we don't want to go all in and that's the nature of promoters and cfos because nobody can predict the market as i said earlier and in fact 18% of the people come in the low quadrant appetite is low tolerance low because where is the profit today i mean it is so uncertain time that people are struggling and they just want to make sure that the business is running and they are able to make normal profits that's that's right but there are some people who are also in the first matrix where 3% of the people have high uh, high profitability but low appetite so super so once we are clear that that what particular box you are in important to understand what your hedge ratio is so i'll continue with the role is that once again mr gupta was sitting with his friends at the club and he had called all his exporter friends this time which is almost 60 70% of the audience were listening to us 160 people so around 100 people were there and they were all talking about their business challenges and how do they do hedging so mr gupta was asking them because he is a person who loves loves to take opinions he was asking them that you tell me what is an ideation so these were the basic questions which were coming so somebody just said oh i am not sure nobody can predict market. so i do 50 50 you know one of the friends he has 10 bankers and he said so my banker saying it's a guy who's sitting in singapore 80% chance of rupees going to depreciate so let's keep 80% of the position uh, open you know one of my director of finance who was also 2% equity holder he said cuz i have to answer to the board i mean if i get it wrong i am going to lose my bonus let's not do anything my dear friends not doing anything is also doing something so no action is also an action and somebody who had a recency effect you know he said last time i made a loss so this time i am going to cover something friends when have you heard these kind of phrases in your company in your management among your friends just type yes if you have also heard these kind of discussions in your boardroom or in your partners or in your friends or with your banks lots of yes coming 
Yes, always. Yeah. Excellent. Even we hear this when we meet companies in India all the time. You know, in terms of importers, similar kind of situation happens. You know, people say, I don't want to pay hedging cost. It's too high. Who will pay 3.5% premium? Rupee doesn't move anywhere. Once in four years, rupee moves. That time we will see. And that time we will come there. Now RBI is there to protect in the market. Buy to hedge. But if we have $500 billion of reserve, what do you think the rupee is going to depreciate? No, it is not going to depreciate. You know, somebody says, Baba, FX is not my domain. I don't want to do anything. I want to do back to back. You know, if I get wrong, management is going to screw me. My dear friends, these were his importer friends who were saying him. And Mr. Gupta understands facts, polls, listens to everybody. So he is confused what to do. I, sometimes I cover, sometimes I don't cover. I need to have a system in place. My friends, did you hear this from your importer friends? From your management ever? I know companies who have got very good margins. They say, let's do back-to-back -back cover every time. Let's not participate in the market. And 2014 to 2017, the rupee did not depreciate and they lost 3% every year. At the same time, if they keep all in, years like 2008, 2013, 2018, or 2019 happens and they lose a lot of their alpha. So what to do? What is the right answer? Let's see. I hope everybody is uh, enjoying the discussion till now and everybody is tuned. I'm trying to keep things extremely interesting for all of you. Superb. Now, this discussion also you will be having in your boardroom. Mr. Desai talks to Mr. Rakesh Gupta and tells him, Mr. Gupta, we are having 375 crores as our profit. Company has grown so well. I think foreign exchange is something which should give another 70, 80 crores or 100 crores to our EBIT. I think we can do it. Mr. Gupta says, How, Mr. Desai? Mr. Desai says, Are Baba, I will make 100 crores. You leave it on me. Mr. Gupta is a person who is from IIT and from Harvard. He understands the language of numbers and quants. He says, Mr. Desai, I have full trust on you. But you need to tell me your modus operandi. How are you going to make that addition 100 crores? I'm extremely excited to know. We will sell dollars at higher levels. Means higher levels mean at what levels? Whenever the market goes to 77, 78, 79, we will cover dollars. But then, then it will come down, then we will cancel it. Or we will make some money over there. When will you cancel it? We will cancel it when the market comes to 74 or 75. Then Mr. Gupta says, Mr. Desai, how are you sure that the market will go to 78, 79 and not go to 80, 81, 82? Yes, sir, the entire market is feeling that. I'm talking to a lot of uh, people in the market and everybody is saying this. Mr. Gupta, uh, Mr. Desai, what is your probability? Yes, sir, there is a good probability, I'm telling you. If I don't make money, you cut my bonus. Mr. Gupta says, See, Mr. Desai, I fully trust you. But the point is, my father lost a lot of business in the money in the stock market in the 1990s. And I have learned one thing from there. Define your stop loss. So today, if I make 375 crores in my EBIT, 
I am ready to lose six percent of it, but you have to be ninety percent sure that I will not lose more than ninety crores of my fifteen hundred crore top line. If you are ninety percent sure, and you can define a proper strategy, I am okay to give you this chance. But if you are not able to show me a strategy with my downside protected to the extent of ninety crores, we are not going to have this discussion again. Make sense, my dear friends? What Mr. Rakesh Gupta is asking, Mr. Desai, does it make sense? Mr. Vinay Desai, does it make sense? Just type yes, yes, yes. Mr. Rakesh Gupta wants to protect his downside. He wants to have your clear stop loss with a probability attached to it. But ninety percent, because nobody can be right hundred percent. Hey, by ninety percent, to batao that things are okay. But if you do not have any plan strategy, then how can you ask? How can I ask you to gamble on my books? You know. So this is the concept of value at risk, my dear friends. It's no rocket science. Value at risk is nothing but the total amount of potential loss, the probability that which you are sure, and the time frame. In this case, it is one year. Uh. Mr. Rakesh Gupta's company business cycle is one year, so he gets his order say at January. He gets his payment in December. Of course, all of you will have different business cycles—three months, six months, nine months. But to for explanation purpose, since it's a software company, we have taken an example. If he gets an order in January, his payments come in December. So the entire discussion is going to be on that. You can extrapolate it based on your business, uh, whether you have receivables for three months, orders of three months. For six months or nine months, and if there is any question, you can always come back to me. So I hope the concept of war is right. Yes, Mr. Dharmendra Rakesh Gupta is perfectly right. I agree to you. So he says, Mr. Desai says, sir, if you want that kind of clarity, is better we hire a consultant. So a consultant is called one of the best in the country, and said, Mr. Rakesh Gupta is asking us to decide the. Downside risk. I have proposed this hundred odd crores, but then he wants something in writing and a clear strategy, a flow. So consultant said, "Okay, great." So he showed this particular graph: fund A, fund B. He asked the board that, "Can you see both the funds have given ten percent return?" The board says, "Yes." But it takes no rocket science to understand which fund are you going to invest, my dear friends. Which fund are you going to invest? Fund A, 44% in year four, or fund B. Hey, nobody will invest in fund B. Fund A, everybody wants to invest in fund B. Why? One-liner. Why? Anjali Rohit, Sandeep. Why? Less risk, consistency, discounting, steady cash flows, consistent. My dear friends, nobody wants uncertainty. In the stock markets, also nobody wants uncertainty. When there is uncertainty, markets fall down by twenty percent. In foreign exchange, if there is uncertainty, rupee becomes to seventy-seven, seventy-eight. Every company, every country, every investor wants certainty. Over here, also, fund B is an obvious choice. but the question is 
do you know the risk of every asset class if i ask you do you know the risk in dollar rupee put a number to it 5% 6% 7% 8% what is the risk of dollar rupee have you ever thought is the risk of nifty and dollar rupee same is the risk of copper and dollar rupee same is the risk of reliance and dollar rupee same say yes or no do you know put a number 8% 9% 10% 11% what is the risk of dollar rupee anybody bharat sandeep akash say no no 8% chandan 8% the question is how did you calculate 8% aman says 10% oh fine maybe aman is right let's see we will we will see this today what is the risk on dollar rupee so when you actually manage your positions you will know the risk my dear friends you are going to tell me this 160 people who are online what is going to be the risk of dollar rupee and i can assure you that you will be comfortably able to tell me what is the risk of dollar rupee you don't require any mathematical model you know amit can you put a poll of where did you feel the rupee is going to be after one year yes rohit we will come back to that how does you calculate superb superb excellent we are having 103 people out of 160 voted super please keep voting you are going to tell me what is the risk your poll will tell the risk of dollar rupee i am not going to give you the answers right now because i want to know that what people are feeling about the view and then suddenly you will see and predicting dollar rupee movements with volatility is no brainer and based on that you can manage your ebit your profitability and bring certainty in your business excellent it's a very very important poll i request everybody to submit it's 120 people out of 155 people who have voted we'll take the fundamental questions later uh, let's focus on this discussion it's very very important you know i'm trying to make things extremely simple for you so that you can have some excellent takeaways uh, for today's session and i have a lovely audience they all are polling actively so i'll stop the poll now we are having 122 people who have polled Out of one fifty-six, my dear friends, sixty-one percent. I'm sharing the results. I hope everybody can see it. And this is a very, very important survey. I would like you to pay attention. 
61% of the people feel that dollar rupee is going to be in a range of 71 to 81 is it a no brainer no right it's no brainer 29% of the people feel it's going to be in the range of 69 to 75 and 8% of the people feel it's going to be 81 to 87 correct everybody can see it say yes just type y y y y y so that i know superb thank you only 3% of the people felt that dollar rupee is going to be below 69 and above 87 now i want to ask you one question what is the probability that rajesh gupta's friends feel that rupee go is going to be in the range of 69 to 87 what is the probability what is the chances that rupee is going to be in the range of 69 to 87 what is the chances just write a number 97% so poll says 97% people feel that dollar rupee is going to be in this range so can we say that there is a 97% probability that rupee is going to be in this range from the poll that all my exporter and importer friends have given over here can we say there is a 97% probability say yes say why 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 it's a very important concept please say super everybody says there is a 97% probability okay we move forward so you have decided there is a 90% probability that rupee is going to be in this range when we run a some basic calculation of dollar rupee and dollar rupee it's a statistical concept of a standard you know a distribution it follows a probability distribution a normal distribution so the mathematics tells us that it has a 90% probability that dollar rupee will not go above 88 for an importer and 90% probability that dollar rupee is not going to get below 69 so mathematics tells us that this is the probability and you tell me that 97 probability 97% probability is there so there is not much difference between a poll that i took and what mathematics tells us so there is a 10% probability that dollar rupee is going to be below 69 and 90% of the probability dollar rupee is going to be above 69 simple for an importer there is a 10% probability that dollar rupee is going to be above 88 87 and 90% probability is there so once you know that what is going to be a range of dollar rupee with a 90% probability which we just saw you only decided that can we calculate my worst case scenario and my best case scenario we'll see don't get zapped looking at the numbers on your screen it is a very simple concept if there is any issue you can always get back to us but do not bother about calculations because you have decided the number 
and calculations are no brainer it takes 2 minutes to do it mr rakesh gupta falls in this quadrant which is 20% profit and high appetite high risk do you agree say yes why 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 agree you will also be in one of the quadrants you will decide which quadrant you are you can do calculation accordingly clear you used to cut forward to premiums you used to get 79 rupees 76 plus 4 now any asset class once you put your money in you want to know the return right do you know what was the dollar rupee return over the last 15 years any idea what was the dollar return in a dollar rupee pair in the last 15 years it's very simple people who have been in the business can know from observation itself that what is the return no rocket science return return how much did dollar appreciate versus rupee in the last 15 years on an average my dear friends that says 5 to 6% so that is an importer 12% for anam 4% rohit says 4% 4 to 5% 8% dilip says 8% subhash 4% 7.5% friends a simple calculation of average annual mean movement tells me 3.9% is a dollar rupee pre depreciation over the last 15% on an average so the premium that you get is very similar to the premium that you are seeing in the market is a depreciation because the law of economics says that premiums are not free if you are able to make consistent money by selling dollars in premium then it's a easy thing na everybody will sell dollars and make money in premium but in a long term only you make money if the premiums are quoting at 5 5.5 6% but broadly in a long term if the premium is 3.9% it's a zero sum game agree or not agreed say yes or no i'm talking about a long term yes 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 thanks sunil thanks sandeep chandan aman excellent now return ka to ho gaya now we have understood the return the question is you have a exposure of 1000 crores 2000 crores 3000 crores 100 crores 200 crores you are playing on an asset which is going to be volatile you know if nifty moves by 10% you are saying okay yesterday it was last week it was 10300 now it is 9500 now it's 9900 so you know the volatility in the market can you tell me the risk of dollar rupee after this discussion you should be able to tell me the risk of dollar rupee for an exporter what is the risk and for the importer what is the risk put it in a number what is the risk of dollar rupee friends put in a number risk of dollar rupee volatility of dollar rupee not the return the volatility of dollar rupee over the last 15 years what has been the volatility of dollar rupee thanks sanjay thanks pranay yes the the volatility of dollar rupee for an exporter is 10% so on the downside when the rupee is at 76 69 is a level which is a 90% probability that rupee will break will not break and for an importer you have to add 4% to it because the dollar rupee return per year is 4% so 10 plus 4 
is 14%. So the number comes to around 87, 88 for an importer. So when an importer takes a decision, like Mr. Rakesh Gupta also has an import company, so he has to think both sides, export and import. So he has to calculate that there is 90% chance, 69, and there's a 90% chance, 87 on the higher side. So 10 and 14 percent is the risk for a dollar rupee for an exporter and an importer using a simulated value using normal distribution. These are under 500 variables. Let's not into the mathematics of it. The poll itself said that. Okay, but still, for the sake of mathematics, this has been done, which tells you that there is a 90 percent probability. Now, earlier, what Mr. Gupta was doing, he was selling the premium. You, you people would have different risk appetite. Accordingly, his business margin was 25%. Right now, what Mr. Anil Desai wanted to do was to increase his profitability, and Mr. Gupta was okay with it. He's a businessman. He said, "Okay, you want to hunt 100 crores? Define my lower risk appetite. Define my my loss should not go below 6% or 90 crores." So I'm okay with it. So as he called the consultant, the consultant told him the return, the benchmark, and all these things. And the risk. Now the consultant says that since our rate of downside and upside is fairly calculated, I will make a combination of strategies. Simple to tell you that your risk is not going to be exceeding 90 crores, and upside is fully open. So he says, okay, that's pretty good. How? So he says, okay, let's put in some numbers. He. Gives this combination based on the matrix you are in, based on the quadrant. And in case of Mr. Gupta, who is in high, this particular risk reversal, vanilla and forward. People who don't understand options, don't bother. I'll take it later. But he clearly tells him, this is the combination you work with a 90% probability. You will not lose money more than 90 crores. Upside is fully open. Mr. Gupta says, fine, agreed. Show me. He says, okay. He puts in a number and says, "What if rupee goes to sixty, say seventy?" And he goes up, and he sees, and you see this number, eighteen point seven percent. What was his earlier profitability? Twenty-five percent. Now his profitability is gone by six percent. He's like, "Okay." And we have seen that there's a ninety percent chance that it's going to go down the market. You know, he says, "What if the rupee goes to eighty-six?" He says very good. From twenty-five percent, his profitability goes up by seven percent. He is six percent. He got seven percent. What if it goes to ninety? Thirty-five percent. Mr. Gupta and Mr. Desai is having a lovely time. They will make thirty-five percent. So a lot of you people must be thinking that it is a ninety percent probability. What if a six sigma event happens and the rupee goes to sixty-eight? Okay, let's see. Six sigma event happened like COVID, rupee comes to sixty-eight or goes to ninety-three, or something very good happens. You know, two lakh, three lakh crores of inflows come in the market, rupee comes to sixty-eight. Your margin is still eighteen percent, my dear friends. How much did Mr. Gupta was able to lose? Seven percent. And how much is he lost? Six percent. How much has he lost? Seven percent. One percent more. It's fine. It's worth taking the risk. He was able to lose six percent. He lost seven percent. Big deal. But then, a ninety-five percent chance 
comes that he is not lost more than 7% and that's phenomenal and this is the way my friends should be your risk management that no matter what happens tomorrow what trump tweets what russia does what china does what rbi does your business is protected and this is the way my dear friends the large companies in the america and europe have traveled and i've seen it across six seven countries outside and in india very large companies they run this kind of model and this is the takeaway i wanted to give you for today of course we have a lot coming by but then this is very very important so to sum up this is your hedge ratio the way you have to decide your appetite tolerance what you have written on the piece of paper you decide how much of the money you want to risk you decide the risk of the asset class you are doing it this is for dollar rupee you could have euro you could have pound you could have japanese yen do you know the risk do you know the return do you know your downside risk do you know your stop loss and run a simple mathematical model you can hire a consultant for that no big deal decide your worst case and optimal risk and options you can just run a goal seek or some kind of a model on excel and you can get but the big part is my friends there is no surprises you are comfortable to understand your risk so he was comfortable with 25% profit say he got 32% on an upside of 87 on a downside he got 18% 6% doesn't breach he is happy low risk high risk moderate you can see the graph the graph moves like this high risk high return low risk lower return the blue is the low risk the green is the high risk now comes now understanding of options now understanding options is simple you just have to give some time and today our main objective is not to understand options i'm going to quickly run through the option because mr gupta doesn't understand options but he has very smart people in his company who can understand options so he asked the consultant okay can you arrange a workshop for them consultant said okay a quick workshop of two days they understood options these are various options available in the market i am not going to go in details but understanding options is important because without options you will not be able to achieve what i just said so you have to achieve that so you have to be able to understand the basic of options now if you keep positions open this is your line your maximum risk is open if you keep your forward covered you don't have any participation you do a plain manila put your downside is protected your upside you are participating risk reversal you get a range these are various options i'm not getting into details we can always discuss it later but a basic combination for people who are attending can just look at this for low moderate high risk these things work for an this is important at lower level don't try to do forwards two options at higher level do forwards and at the middle level do range forwards it's as simple as that a lot of companies a lot of my clients ask us we tell them and this is what we are sharing with you for importers it's similar vanilla puts call spreads seagulls risk reversals of course this is going to be recorded A recording as will be sent to you but don't need to put in a head understanding options right now it's simple lower level do forwards higher level do options in the middle do seagulls now what is revenue hedging 
you have a business where you have orders of 3 months right 3 months order you have but you are concerned after 3 months what will be the market after 3 months the business that i am going to do what i am going to quote to the buyer if the market is going to be 70 i am in trouble if the market is going to be 80 it's good but is it the way to do business a company of rakesh gupta he has a business cycle of one year january gets the order january gets the payment but rakesh gupta is now concerned he is a person in the 15 last 15 years he has built a beautiful company now in the next 15 year wants to become a company like a tcs infosys etc so what he wants to do now he asks his friends and his board uh decide to decide are bhai abhi investors lane ka ipo leke aane ka roz roz ka dollar rupee volatility is not what i want i want certainty in my revenue realization tell me a strategy that there is certainty tomorrow i don't know covid is going to be finished rupees going to come to 70 you don't know rbi is going to build up reserve 600 billion dollars and there is going to be so much of flows that rupees going to come down tomorrow there could be a downgrade and rupee goes to 80 it is very confusing give me a proper strategy i need i need visibility i need this i can't come on cnbc and tell people that are rupee came down to 70 and that's the reason my ebit is not protected investors don't like it and he has plans to get private equity and slowly then get an exit to ipo so for a revenue hedging he has a exposure of 200 million say the business cycle is one year 220 million is what he is expecting and he doesn't want swings in fx he has never wanted that so the consultant tells him that sir you have good margins just take a 76 rupees mein you go and buy a premium pay a premium 1 rupee and this 1 rupee i put it on a higher side sometimes the cost is 70 paisa 60 paisa 80 paisa like that at the money option and you protect your business for which you don't have the orders my dear friend this is not for the receivable hedging which you have orders this is for the business that you don't have orders and business that you are going to do in january 2021 say or say in june 2021 in his case you pay the premium now look at the simple maths no rocket science his dollar turnover is same agreed say yes Say yes, yes, yes. His revenue is going to change because dollar rupee is going to change. Agreed. His operating expense is standard under COVID since a lot of his cost is going to be uh, employee salary uh, under COVID. He is not going to increase the salary much. So operating expense is going to be same. Agreed. Say yes. Now. If dollar rupee comes to seventy, his EBIT falls down. Hey, boy, he was earning how much? Three hundred sixteen crores. Because of dollar rupee, he is getting one seventy four crores. On CNBC, will come and talk. Sir, my EBIT has come to one seventy four crore because of foreign exchange losses. How will the market react? Stock will fall by twenty percent. He doesn't want that. then consultant says pay 22 crores premium 1 rupee premium for the business that you have not done okay after aging how much he gets 
28 crores worse than 31 crores but look at this without hedging ebit falls by 45% with hedging only 10% now my friends why is it important to do this there are three reasons one is no volatility in your next year or next business cycle or next quarter's earnings number 2 investors are very very happy number 3 the rupee comes to 70 all that customers that your competition can go and was doing business with you can go and grab that customers because what is your realization 76 minus 175 and what will your competition quote at 70 rupees are you a winner or not say yes or no you will make that extra money you will reduce the price get the customer and that's the objective of every cfo and business person who's sitting there get the customer by doing the right hedging it goes to 85 everybody is getting 85 big deal your volatility is earning is not going to be much if you are going to gain everybody is going to gain but if market goes to 70 only you are going to gain because you had a put option by paying that one rupee is options complicated the answer is no okay the the, the take away from this is make your investors happy make no volatility in your earnings and have a good night sleep that's the objective here so in case of 220 million this is a volatility in earnings without hedging with hedging downside upside you know you clearly see we understood the concept of standard deviation and risk the risk is here at 70 more than the risk is here at 34 agreed super now last mr gupta said are wah maza aa gaya benchmarking ho gaya risk appetite ho gaya risk tolerance ho gaya you know you have decided you have made my life comfortable receivable hedging ho gaya revenue hedging ho gaya everything is protected but babu i travel 200 days out of 365 days in abroad i need a good mis all promoters and cfos are too busy they want mis give me an mis consultant says okay no problem short mis in your mobile detailed mis in excel updated on a regular basis take your mis then mr gupta says hey baba i have a friend today he is in textile business he is extremely tensed his business from europe and us is falling can you help him also consultant says yes he has these kind of issues running in his mind what will happen if the rupee goes to up there will be mtm what if rupee goes down should i keep the same cover should i keep averaging my positions what if rupee goes to 87 which will my banker calls me for back to market should i start taking option some bankers are saying take option i don't know i am extremely confused mr gupta says we have some good people i can help you like okay so he says okay and then the consultant makes one of these screens and shows to the company now look at this his coverage was 65% and a lot of you people 
would have similar kind of a situation say yes if you agree with me yes 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 now over here you can see that his coverage was 65 now the discussion in the boardroom is happening are should i bring it to 40% what will be the loss nobody knows the answer we are doing calculation the selection analyzer will tell it in one minute okay 40% your loss your cancellation will be 40 million dollars out of 192 million dollars your loss would be around 13 odd crores special the decision can be taken he says okay i want to take a 10% option in vanilla put okay you pay a loss you pay a premium of how much 4 crores so you paid a loss of 13 crores you paid a premium of 4 crores 17 crores gone okay no no i want to bring it to 30% okay this was the turnover this was the hedge position this was the old hedge rate this was the effective rate today if he covers 100% so by doing this scenario he came to know that my net expected spot rate would become this in today's scenario so the management ask hey bhai in the second quarter the rupee goes to say 77 third quarter goes to 78 fourth quarter goes to 79 people who are not able to see in mobile can zoom in fourth quarter becomes 85 and if i do this strategy what will be my net effective realization rate this is 7892 the motor says okay done book the loss and mind it my friends the loss and the premium that the company paid has been taken into the costing so after doing this the company has a full has in a position to take a right decision a lot of time people just wait and watch they are not able to take a right decision because they do not have a scenario analyzer calculator this calculator can tell you various scenario one question companies ask tomorrow if there is a downgrade and rupee goes to 85 what will be my position okay let's see tomorrow rupee goes to 85 say in one month nobody knows but let's take a scenario analyzer what will be the mtm 67 crores now the promoter is scratching his head 67 crores do we have that much of lr limits will the bankers allow us that he says what if the rupee goes to 85 in next june okay let's see 01 06 let's see march 01 03 crores now it went to 85 crores it was 60 now if it goes in march it is only 8 crores why because lot of these positions which was forwards has already been used so his net mtm has come to 8 crores only so if dollar rupee doesn't move now and he doesn't book an extra position he is fine so these kind of scenario is what the consultant help his friend to actually do and it was pretty comfortable so i hope it's clear super say yes 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 excellent
then what happens is that no discussion can happen without an economist discussion about where is the rupee so he calls three bankers and asks them to take a presentation on where is the rupee head and my friends as i said in the beginning forecasting is something where there are two kinds of forecasters one who don't know and the other who don't know that he doesn't know right i mean who knows what's going to be happening in the market but we definitely look at probabilities because we are running a business we cannot forecast but we have to look at probabilities and what's happening around so basically now we'll end this in 5 minutes uh the basic probability is of course there are fii outflows i mean debt is continuous outflows equity we got some money but again the net we are seeing outflow india us differential still there so dollar rupee is still going to be bullish on that nifty is broadly range bound asian dollar index is kind of stronger right now you know and cat to gdp is improving you know with a 10 dollar we go to get 15 billion dollars of benefit so oil is coming down gold imports coming down electronics imports come down obviously things are going to improve and crude oil price is coming down which is bearish so we we feel it's a neutral view because rbi is at both sides we are seeing in the market i mean today they sold heavy dollars and crushed all the longs and the lower levels no matter how much the inflows were coming in they were just building up reserves i mean 20 25 billion dollars in no time i mean we are hitting 500 billion dollars of reserves look at some basic maths now when you want to know where the dollar rupee is going look at this in a normal case our current account was around 657 odd billion 12 13 billion was net you know uh, difference which has come down to say around 11 billion now export import was 12 12 13 billion which has come down to say 7 8 billion around of course if the economy improves then obviously we are going to see more imports increasing services exports might come down little bit primary income say considering flat nri flows might come down lot of people losing jobs lot of people coming from out fdi ecb fpn or this is very fluid last time when situation was so tight we never knew that reliance money kotak money airtel money msci money is going to come with such huge force so much of inflows we saw last month agreed 97000 crore coming out of reliance you know kotak raising 2 billion msci raising 1 billion immense money airtel is taking stake lot of in emote i mean promoters are selling stake so lot of flows so 3 odd billion we expect fdi ecb we expect 17 18 billion possibly rollovers might happen net ecb flow fpi if we we expect 17 18 billion net might go out so net net we expect 35 billion so possibly the number which we were earlier feeling that there could be a net negative in the reserve amount actually is getting positive now so possibly the current account could be 2% of the gdp surplus to 0.5% of the gdp because of lower import prices and some of the factors which is playing dollar rupee now this is important for people who want to know the factors which is driving the market is state central finances the recent snp rating when they kept stable they highlighted very very clearly that state and central finances are still a concern they are expecting around 12 13% but if the rise in covid happens and if they have to spend more money they have to do some kind of monetization or deficit then possibly this could go up 
companies are extremely dependent on foreign ex foreign exchange loans and the ecb numbers is close to around 400 billion 40 billion rollovers and 40 billion unexed positions now if there is a downgrade the probability has come down but if there is in case they are not able to meet their fiscal deficit targets or the npa situation in the banking sector well we know 18 20% of the banking sector is npa right you agree so much of moratorium across nbfcs across banks and the top court may also have a very comfortable stance for the borrowers there so that is one issue skeletons of banking now if us economy starts improving and they were they said they going to print what 120 billion every month now after the 3 trillion they printed earlier if they going to print that kind of money and slowly if they going to bring it down the stock market the commodity markets across the world has gone on liquidity right nothing has changed now if it's a liquidity driven market and they start reducing their printing the money might come out of emerging markets like india so that's one risk and rbi has been continuously accumulative reserves and not going the rupee letting the rupee appreciate why they might be saving for the raining days if they have more reserves they can go and sell dollars at the higher levels and let not rupee depreciate and one very interesting point which is coming in right now is that possibly if the rupee if this what the reserves at 75 74 half and they sell those reserves at 76 half 77 they're going to book the profit and they're going to pass a lot of these reserves as dividends to the government but this is also a speculation which is going in the important and this is important in terms of good points the lower crude prices which is going in the market liberalization in terms of capital account i mean we all know right ndf has been opened you know longer working hours for the rupee etc etc fpi have been increased uh, their relaxations have happened because they want to list india in the global barclays global index which can bring in 12 14 billion dollars i mean msci emerging market we are already getting equity flows we got around a billion so promoters are raising overseas funds reserve buffer you know they are doing ndf market so they are doing lot of relaxation over there they can intervene in exchanges in ndf in lot of plus good monsoons agriculture is doing great i mean look at the agricultural stocks and agricultural equipment you know the farm sector is doing good so these are for so when i say about a dollar rupee view i always say i am no forecaster i am not an astrologer i don't know but we have a techno fundamental model where we try to put in these numbers and keep changing it on a daily basis and we do a back testing across 36 factors and try to put a probability on the ranges of the volatility and the ranges is of course neutral to a depreciating bias right now this is the broad range if there is any revision of course we share it with our clients on a daily basis so basically my dear friends what we understood was a scientific way of risk management and that's your take away we understood the concept of measuring risk return var in a very simple manner you don't have to be a cfo or a chartered accountant to understand that we understood your best case scenario worst case scenario your stop loss and as a promoter of cfa write a number which you want to lose and then look at the upside we understood some important structures we understood how to bring certainty in your hedge portfolio and the broad factors in usd iran and i think you must have had very interesting takeaways i see 
out of 160 people, 130 people are still on. Amazing, thanks for being there. And my friends, please put in your questions. And when Mr. Gupta was again thinking, he had these questions in mind, and which I'm going to cover in my second session, which is going to be on 10th of July, which is on your borrowings, which is again a various uh, profitable area where people can put their brains in and your investment policies. I mean, there are so much of cash rich companies who are putting money in bonds, corporate bonds, taking duration risk, short term risk. This is what we're going to cover next. So Mr. Gupta wants these answers also from you. So we're going to take some more interesting polls from all of you. And now I'm going to open this for you to put in questions and I'm going to answer five or six questions. This has been a one hour, 15 minutes discussion. Thank you so much. Please put in your question and we're going to take it one by one. Just stay tuned. We're going to take these questions now. Please put in your questions. Getting some questions. So the first question I get is, can you elaborate on cost plus USD profit? So basically it's a process of uh, calculating the rate in which you are going to quote your buyer. So say your INR cost is 10,000 rupees. You want to put in a profit of say 10% to it. Say 10,000 plus 10% 10 say 11,000 convert it into current USD rate. If you want to add premium, you can add premium uh, for your cushion and then quote that price to your buyer. So the buyer gets a USD price, which he can compare with other countries where he's also importing from. That's the way of calculating your cost plus USD profit. Any other questions? Now I'm asked that is the right time to book forwards? Again, every time is the right time and every time is not a right time. You have to understand the risk management. You have to understand what kind of business you are going to do next year. Is your business coming down? Is business going up? What kind of hedge ratio you need to maintain? What kind of benchmarking you need to have? Then I would strongly suggest since things are so uncertain, I mean, nobody knows what's going to happen in six months. Maybe COVID is out. Maybe we don't get a vaccine. Maybe today you're doing business with US. Tomorrow you're not able to do business in US. Maybe Europe is shut. Europe is open. So do through options. The rupee comes to 78, 80. Do options, take a one year option, pay one rupee premium as I just showed. Cover your risk. Get a certainty of your cost. Quote it to a buyer. I think that's a great strategy. Is it better to book forward more than one year? My answer is no. Since certainty is not there. If you want to do for more than one year, use options. I think that's better. The volatility as we saw is 10%. The return is 3.9%. So at 3% premium or 4% premium, if you want to book forward for one year in such an uncertain environment, not a great idea. Unless you have confirmed order for more than one year and you have defined the cost and there is no probability of that order to get canceled. The question is in today's environment, nothing is 100% surety. So I think a combination of various option structures like range forward and uh, you know, put options, etc. will make more sense. Thanks, Sudhir. 
well uh, i don't think uh, right now uh, people are asking that is there going to be any other uh, uh, currency is going to be the reserve currency i don't think it's so easy to replace the us dollar uh, 1933 1971 and again and again if you see the global trade volume i think 80 85% is still in us dollar and most of the foreign exchange reserves are held in us dollar now the question is will us like to trade in china chinese currency i don't think so if europe likes to trade in chinese currency no or japan no i think us dollar is still going to be the reserve currency until something really big thing happens with regards to us solvency since most of the investments across the reserves i mean in india look at the amount of foreign exchange reserves in india which is put in the us or china or japan they can't let the dollar go down if the dollar doesn't go down i don't think there is a probability that there will be a change in the reserve currency state if you have a confirmed order for one year and your costing is defined then you should take a combinations of forward and options provided your rates are locked or you have a negotiation clause in your uh, uh, agreement with your buyer and that's what you should do i'll take just one more question put in your questions the mr gupta is engaged in export as well as import i think he should net off his export minus import exposure then make a risk management policy if he is engaged in other cross currencies like euro gbp etc then he has to do a correlation matrix and then try to understand the risk of his portfolio and then design a strategy and that strategy he should test it based on a 90% probability defining the best case and the worst case rate defining his maximum downside and then make a risk management policy out of it but he should definitely have this thing written in a form of a risk management policy to export minus import you should net it off that's what you should be doing the question is us dollar is in an increasing trend should we hedge no right answer your costing is being protected yes you should hedge because if there is a dollar weakness globally which can happen i mean nobody knows the euro has been going up gbp has been going up lately so if there is a sudden dollar weakness because of any reason per se then then possibly rupee could also come down in that case you need to cover but the point i want to make here is if you're not sure just use options uh, and a combination of options and forwards and if you don't know options i think you should spend some time understanding options because if you're not understanding options I know world-class companies in India and globally who use options in a very sensitive, in a very sensible and a scientific manner, and using it, protecting their downside, and they are getting such excellent alpha out of this. With this, my dear friends, I am going to end this presentation. Stay tuned. Tenth July, next presentation on borrowings and investment policies. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for taking out time. Just spend one hour twenty-four minutes. Taken out that patience. Amazing audience, amazing concentration, and amazing participation. Thank you so much. You can contact us or our team over here, or 
Radhika or people who have been in touch with you will be happy to assist you with any questions. And this would anyways get recorded. So feel free, feel free, ask for copy first. Thank you so much. Have a nice day. Stay safe. Stay healthy, and enjoy the volatility in markets. Thank you. Good night.